Can the Golden Knights derail the Edmonton Oilers and halt the Oilers' win streak at 16? Our preview comes your way next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first lesson each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast, and please subscribe to the Lockdown Golden Knights uh, on the YouTube channel. There we go. Okay, we are brought to you today by Sleeper. Download the app and get up to $100 match on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL. Chris, you might have to help me along today. This, I got you. I don't know. I this voice you. is a little funky this morning. Oilers are a team I'm pretty comfortable talking with, talking about. Well, you know, I checked the Edmonton newspapers this morning, and I didn't see any Gallic quotes, so we can proceed. Uh, it's coming. Did, don't worry. Once once they get trounced in the first or second round, it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> we did get a lot of Edmonton fans, though, last season in the playoffs, which was really good. I hope that they are tuning into the pod today. Uh, I feel that tonight's game... Uh, is significant for both teams. I really do, although they're trying to downplay it as much as they possibly can. And I feel that if the Oilers or the Golden Knights can win this game, I think it would be a jump-off point. Uh, You've got the Oilers now five points behind the VGK, five games in hand. And last time we saw this act, it was the Kings, and then they just fell apart. Edmonton looks to tie the 1993 Penguins if it could match with its 17th consecutive win on this season. And the Oiler players are saying, hey, this is just another game, Chris. Leon Dreisaitl said the Oil isn't going to make a fuss over it. Bruce Cassidy said this week, though, he feels that, uh, again, with the record on the line, uh, VGK could spoil things for the Edmonton Oilers. And also he talked about this being a newborn rivalry. Yeah, I mean, the rivalry aspect, I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, that's, I think, what I want to dig into in the post game in both locker rooms tonight after the game. So I have some reports on the perspective of the rivalry tomorrow. Cassidy alluded to it a little bit in his presser yesterday, too. So it's on their mind. Um, listen, both teams are downplaying it. Fine, whatever. This game means so much more to the Oilers than the Golden Knights. All right, Oilers are on a 16-game winning streak. Chasing history, if they win tonight, the Oilers, they will match the longest winning streak, and then they'll try and, wherever they go after this, they'll try and exceed and create their own winning streak, which is pretty remarkable. I mean, I'm I'm excited to be in the building tonight just for that reason, honestly. It's pretty cool. So that's why this game matters to the Oilers. They're healthy. They barely lost any players to injury. McDavid, oddly enough, was one of the players they had the longest uh Injury bouts of the year for the for the Edmonton Oilers, and it didn't slow him down too much after he came back. The Oilers are in a good spot right now. Golden Knights are still without Eichel. They're still without Theodore and some complimentary players as well. And William Carlson, this is going to be his first game back since the Winter Classic, so you don't know what kind of legs Carlson's going to have tonight. 
everything points to, and I'll check the line um, in, in the next uh, couple of minutes here, but everything points to the Oilers winning this game, and they should win this game tonight. The Oilers right now, today, February 6th, as it stands, are the better hockey team. Give them credit for that. So that's why there's no pressure on the Golden Knights. Golden Knights will be a home dog as far as the sports books go. Great opportunity to capitalize on some value. Like I said, I'll get you that number in a second. And the Golden Knights have only lost five games at home all year. So there's a lot to like from the analytical side or the sports betting side for the Golden Knights. But there's no pressure on the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights lose. They lost to a team going after history right now. So be it. But if the Oilers lose to their potential first-round opponents without Jack Eichel, without Shea Theodore, with you know a, a tired William Carlson, because it's his first game back. That's why I say that. That's a concern for the Edmonton Oilers. It matters much more if the Oilers lose this game than if the Golden Knights lose this game tonight. Yeah, Carlson's going to be really tired from chasing ABBA around the world. Um, and Cassidy said that this game will have extra juice to it. We did hear that. Of course. Cassidy said one of the major differences that he's seen with the Oilers this season is that their minutes are more balanced, more evenly distributed, he feels, throughout the lineup. He says that there are no weaknesses, and they check very well. I think VGK is going to have to pick up this game in the physicality department right out of the shoot as we start post-All-Star break action. Uh, Gold Knights are going to be plus 124 tonight. So if you bet a dollar, you win a dollar and 24 cents if the Golden Knights do win this game. Oilers are minus 148. That's a pretty big number, folks. That's a pretty big road. number. Yeah. yeah, for that alone, um, if I'm gonna, if I were to wager tonight's game, it's an obvious bet on the Golden Knights. You may win, you may not, but if you're a smart sports better, you've been capitalizing on all the value the Golden Knights have had at home. Uh, I think they were home dogs against the Bruins and the Kings not too long ago, and uh, those both would have been winning tickets right there. So there you go. If you're chasing the Golden Knights' home value, get that bet in there. You're you're in a good spot already if you've been betting it for the last four or five times they've been in this spot. Just looking at this winning streak right now, I mean, this is pretty remarkable. So it wasn't long after, I forgot when the when the coaching change happened. Jeez, the Oilers, this is nuts. The Oilers had a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They had an eight-game winning streak prior to the 16-game winning streak. Let that sit for that. a second. I don't know why I didn't. And then they had a th that. sure. The wheel exactly because they they're on a sixteen game winning streak right now. So by my amateur math, they're twenty four and three in their last twenty seven. Oh my god, yeah. that's crazy! That's crazy. You so wonder, you have to wonder, Chris, if the All Star break slowed them down. I think that's oh, the, the one. There's thirty one teams that appreciated the All Star break, and there's one that did not. Is the Oilers? Oilers did not like the All Star break. Um, right. Looking at this winning streak, here's what stands out to me. The first two games of the winning streak for the Oilers, they beat the Devils and the Rangers, uh, 6-3 and 4-3. December 21st, before American Christmas, was the first time, or was the last time, the Oilers gave up three or greater goals. 0-2-2-2-1-1-2-1-2-2-1-1-0-1. and one for the last 14 games, the amount of goals given up for the Edmonton Oilers. Goaltending department, Stuart Skinner. I mean, listen, sending Jack Campbell down to the AHL, that wound up being one of the problems. 
Stewie Skinner, 23-9-1, 2-4-4 goals against, 9-1-0 save percentage. That save percentage is a little low despite his record. So what that tells me Calvin is... Calvin Pickard's also played well, right? Pickard. Uh, yeah, eight, only eight two. starts, though. He's he's in a very complimentary role right now. Yeah. Um, definitely it'll be Stu Skinner tonight against the Golden Knights, I would assume, at least. Unless the Oilers against Aiden Hill? Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it's Aiden Hill, a thousand, a thousand percent, a thousand percent Aiden Hill tonight. Um, If it's not Aiden Hill, there's a problem, and that's not good. Um, And then we'll have to deal with the Logan Thompson drama again, unfortunately. Nothing against Logan, but the fans and Logan, and yeah, I've talked about that a million times. And the Lady Um, Back to my point about Stu Skinner. A 9-1-0 save percentage, not very high. So that tells me the Oilers are not giving up a lot of shots right now. So that's the method tonight, pretty simple. But the concern is if the Golden Knights are going to get in a spot where they're getting a lot of shots, they better be keeping the Oilers' shots down. The Oilers are are lethal. They are deadly as far as the way they score, whether it's the power play, whether it's their transition game, whether it's their whether it's their cycle game, whether it's what however you want to look at what the Oilers can do. But you know, if the Golden Knights can keep this in a low-scoring affair, that gives them a good shot, right? That gives them a good shot. They can win a 3-2 hockey game or a 4-2 hockey game. If the Golden Knights need to score five or six goals tonight to win the game, that plays right into what the Oilers can do. But as I say that, I look back at the winning streak here. Like The Oilers, they're scoring three and four goals. Tonight. They only got in this winning streak. They scored six goals against the Devils. They scored seven against the Ducks. And then a five-goal game against the Sharks. So the other 13 games are four goals or less. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Gold Knights want to re- reverse uh, reverse um, the track here and try and get this game to a shootout and you know a track meet situation where they're going blow for blow in the center of the ring. I don't know, but I still say you don't want to get into a track meet against Edmonton Oilers. So no, no, that's the game within don't. the game. Right, McDavid 67 points, Drysaddle 57. Zach Hyman, 47 points. They're plus all three of them. I think I saw plus 11 or greater for those three. And I like what Chris Knobloch did say about this team and the Oilers. Okay, it's beautiful, great thing. Maybe they make history. But he does not want his team to exert too much energy so that come playoff time, they don't have anything left in the tank. And we've seen that happen before. Yeah, I mean, listen, I if there's a criticism I'm going to offer, it's that are they peaking at the right time right now? You have to be able to shift into another gear post All-Star break, and then each round of the playoffs, you have to po- you have to shift up another gear or shift down, however you want to say that. But point being is every game you need to be better than the last right now. That's just what happens when you get to the 50th game of the season and after the All-Star break. Oilers are playing great hockey. No one's going to take anything away from them. Please don't think I'm knocking them. But the challenge, I guess, especially if this was locked on Edmonton Oilers, which I don't think exists anymore, but if this was locked on Oilers, um, the perspective I'd be offering on a nightly basis is what what else can the Oilers do? Do they have that next gear? Do they have that leadership? Not not on, on the ice, but off the ice and now block. Do they have what it takes to put the pieces together and make good on that Stanley Cup or bust uh, statement that I believe it was Leon Dreisaitl made, which, if I'm not mistaken, happened after game six of the Western Conference semifinals when the Golden Knights eliminated them in the sixth game in their own barn. 
So it'll be interesting to um, maybe get some perspective on that tonight as well. I'd, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be spending some time in the Oilers locker room, I think, after this game, win, lose, or draw. Okay. The new host of Lockdown Oilers, Chris Golick there. Uh, Cassidy said there's the one, other, one I would consider. That's the one. <laughs> Cassidy said uh, the motiv- motivation A. He threw an A in. Um, beat a team in the division. Um, beat a team that's really good in quality. He did say that everything's going well for Edmonton. He said the Nashville game, the Predators hit three posts in that game. In a recent game, he said he felt Nashville had outplayed him for most of the game. Yeah, he said, or he said that's, those lines. that he did. He said that's the difference when things are going well uh, for your team. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at VGK call-ups, some roster moves, injury updates, and more after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. It is a big week. It is a super week here in Las Vegas, of course. And it is the Super Bowl headed our way to Las Vegas, went to opening night last night. And that was a blast. And don't forget, you can check things out. All the numbers at America's number one sports book, which is FanDuel. And if you're like us, you'd like to have a good time around the Super Bowl. Can't believe that it's here in our very own city. It is a zoo out there already. Last night, Monday, tons of traffic, lots of people. Everyone's here in town. And hopefully you can cash in on this year's Super Bowl. Not only can you bet on who will win the big game and the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored in the game, and so much more. New customers, you can join today and receive $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Welcome back. Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas, where things are really heating up for Super Bowl week. We appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Don't forget on Fridays, we've got WTF. That's what the Friday, Saturday, it's the Chris Times Chris Show. And that is the YouTube exclusive. Uh, yeah, great time last night there at Allegiant Stadium. 23,000 plus fans show up, uh, Chris Golick, just to watch the players get interviewed on the field and most of, and you can't even hear what they're saying. They did some things for the public there where they interviewed the players on the speaker and what have you. A lot of Niner fans there. I did get some some questions in. It was fun time, fun time. But you really have to have those elbows sharpened in the scrums there because people are just coming from you every which direction. A lot of them international folks who just have like no manners. That's all I can say about that. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing what is happening in this town. I've made it down to the strip. I'll be on the strip tonight, obviously. So I'll get a. A preview of all the hoopla and see what it looks like. And then I, I do want to drive around Lake Las Vegas at some point and see if I can find some coyotes. But, I mean, it's just Go it's ahead. Cool. Go, no, mean, no, no. Go ahead. Expand on that. Don't just throw no, that I'm out there. No, I'm just saying. I, I mean, wasn't there a Allegedly, report saying uh, yeah. a, 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 a 49er got bit by a coyote? What I mean, what's going on here? I, I don't know if it's true or not, but Mahomes had his right hand bandaged up. I, I'm not sure what happened there. No, it wasn't. Yeah, so but it, it is exciting. I mean, you know, we I grew up, you know, enjoying the Super Bowl my entire life, and that's always been a bucket list item of mine to go to one. I'm not although tickets seem to be dropping. You can get in for about five grand now instead of about eight grand. So maybe uh maybe by game time I can get in for about two or three hundred bucks. We'll see. It's not gonna happen. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Vegas is gonna put on a show, and now what are 
what are we calling ourselves? The sports capital of the world all of a sudden? That's the sports that's and the entertainment. Sports, sports and, entertainment. and entertainment. Yeah, okay. Because we're entertaining and we do sports too right here on this I'll buy that. But they're putting and, sports first. And check out our activation in front of New York, New York, if you can, tonight. I will. Because that's going to be cool. And that opens up on Thursday with Frito-Lay. It's a blast. So that's happening there. And then all these people coming in from all over. I met uh, a Goomba from Italy last night. He spent 22 hours to get here to Las Vegas. So uh, welcome, Antonio, number two. Another Tony. Go figure. And so, no, it was pretty cool just meeting people from around the world. And then uh, I did get in on Kyle Shanahan. And there was this young buck. I'll just tell a little story. Uh, a kid that, you know, was from a podcast. I don't know. They let everyone pretty much into uh, Radio Row. I think they want as much exposure as they could possibly get. And this poor kid, Kyle Shanahan, just he kept trying to ask a question. And then I got a, a question in and a good little follow up and what have you with Shanahan. And then uh, I, the kid was just trying and trying. I said, hey, just keep hammering away. Just keep trying. I said, jump oh. in there. The good thing about Shanahan, though, I'll tell you this. You've seen this before in the locker room, perhaps, where, you know, somebody jumps in on your question because you're trying to ask and you could tell. And he just after one reporter asked a question, looks at me and gives me a little nod like this, like, go ahead. So I thought that was pretty cool, but mm -hmm. it was good. And then the kid finally got his question. in. Oh, this go. is a hockey show. My goodness, we keep forgetting. Uh, so some updates for you. First of all, what's going on with Danil Marimanov, a full participant in practice? He's coming off of conditioning. And what is his status now? Because they're cooking the books with this cat. He was on LTIR one day and the same day he's on the ice. What's happening with Marimanov? I don't know. I don't know if Cap Friendly maybe just um, missed a missed something, or because Cap Friendly said Miramanov went from his conditioning stint back to the LTIR, and now he's been a full participant in the VGK practices. So Weird. I would have to assume all signs point to Miramanov being activated for tonight's game. Uh, Coach Cassie did say the defense is going to be the same way it's been, so basically Korzak and Theodore's spot. So we do know that about tonight's game. Um, we'll see how long it takes Miramanov to possibly crack a spot in this lineup. If he does it all. If he does it all, Coach might just roll with Korzak because Korzak's getting it done right now. Uh, three reinforcements have been called up. Ron Bjerg, Brisson, Rempal. Um, I think Ron Bjerg might be emergency and the other two are call-ups. I don't know how that works. I'm not going to put too much time into it. So I, I got my post-it note out here. I think I'm trying to figure out how they might line up tonight. Um, I feel good that they're going to keep that, I guess, that new top line, if you will, of uh, Wa, Marcheseau, and Barbashev intact. Second line, so remember, no Dorofiev tonight. Dorofiev will practice uh, before the game, but he's not going to dress per Coach Cassidy. So you have Stevenson and Stone with an opening on the left wing. This might be a shot to see Brisson get an elevated role in the top six, a spot mm. where really Brisson would have a chance to shine as he's out there with two responsible forwards who will cover for his defense. Um, third line, Carlson, Amadio, and Rempal, I would have to assume. Uh, Rempal will have the heavy game tonight that is needed. Rem they need a scrappy player who's going to mix things up and just uh, cause, cause a ruckus out there, and Rempal is perfect at that. Uh, fourth line, Howden, Kolasar, 
and Ron Bjerg. I think that's how they're going to line up tonight. We'll see how they come out in this morning's uh, pregame skate, but I think it's going to be a pretty close image of what I just said. Yeah, you know, I think it's pretty interesting that Briso, you know, is up and down and what have you. Uh, and so let's see if he can finally fit they in. They didn't get their All-Star break. They, they, the AHL All-Star no. break is this week. They got hosed. They got hosed. They did get hosed. So no Cabo photos you're telling us for Briso and Ron Bjorg and Rempel. You no. might get them with, um, you know, going down to downtown with like the, the, yard, the, the, the yard margarita around their neck. That's about it. So, you know, last season, we have to go There's back to <laughs> last season. We have to go back to what uh, what happened with VGK. So prior to the break last year, the VGK were one, five and two. Right. And then they were in the month of February last year, six, one and two. And then the closing kick with a total record of twenty two, four and five. And so that was post-break last year. Does this year's VGK team have that type of run in them? And let's see if they can start tonight. I think that that's a big question because a lot of folks will measure up this season post-All-Star break, right, with a season ago. Golden Knights have 10 games in February, so they'll take them to the 60th game of the season. And then in rut, a 45-day span approximately, they're going to play 22 more games. Um, that's a reason they might be able to have that closing kick. If the February was like a 13 or 14-game month, I'd push back a little bit at you just because we don't know about the injury situation with Eichel and Theodore. All signs point to them being probably less than three weeks away. If I if they're on the ice now, I can't imagine it's much longer than two or three weeks. Again, I'm I'm guessing we'll get some clues, obviously, as time goes on. Um, so the fact that February is a short month, I mean, do I see the Golden Knights only dropping, what would you say, five games in regulation, four games in regulation mm-hmm. over the next um, 32 games? I don't know if that's sustainable. Um, but if they want to chase down the Vancouver Canucks and keep pace with the Oilers, that's probably the number you're going to need. I mean, listen, here's what's at stake right now. If you win the Pacific Division, you get the wild card, right? You get most likely the lowest playoff team. What, Nashville potentially, um, Arizona, Seattle, even L.A. Those are the teams that are fighting for really that last playoff spot at the moment. If you come in second or third place, you get the Golden Knights and the Oilers playing each other or the Golden Knights and the Canucks playing each other. So this is where the playoff system is a little bit flawed. I mean, there's a chance that the second place finisher of the Pacific Division has more points than the Central Division champion. And in old terms, going back to the 05-06 time, I believe, if you were the second best team, you would be you would get the lowest ranked team or they might give the division winners, but either way, they'd be playing a much lower ranked team. I mean, that's the reality. So be it. It is what is. And it worked out just fine for the Golden Knights last season, having that urgency to, you know, do their best to avoid playing Edmonton and or LA in the first round. So if that's what does happen this season, if the Golden Knights are healthy, I honestly don't think it matters who they wind up playing. I'm going back obviously to how the season started. So. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, at least we got hockey tonight. This is exciting. I mean, I got a reason to shave a little bit. I don't. I think this is my all-star uh, 
my all-star week beard going right now for those watching on YouTube. Oh, no, those not, on, uh, not the playoff beard already. Come on, man. Lighten up. Uh, so playoff beard. we're not sure. going to hear in the second half of this season. Oh, we played yeah, we so many games, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, for Cassidy. Are. No, we won't. We can't say that because <laughs> I said that before pack. you finish your statements. Oh, okay. In any it's event, it's going to be what you will hear, Tony. And this is, and this is what's just... the narrative. Bad ice, bad ice. What's the narrative? Not enough practice time. Oh, geez. Not again. <laughs> not enough. Oh, boy. Here we go again. Before, again, I'm not knocking right. Cassidy by any no, means. No, I'm no, just simply no, acknowledging no. You're, statements you're he's made in the past. On. You are spot on. Not enough practice tonight will definitely be. Uh, that's got to be on your bingo card this evening. But what I was going to say, teams like Edmonton, right, Chris? Uh, they are. They have five games in hand, right, a against VGK or in that race right there. And so those five games are going to add up here in the second part of this season, post-All-Star break, I should They're say. They're going to add up by February the 16th. So listen, I mean, you've already looked at the schedule, but Edmonton tonight, day off, Arizona, big deal. It's a quick trip. Three calendar days off, then they get Minnesota. Four calendar days off, then they get Carolina. That's that's rigged. February right now. It's rigged. That's February. It's so rigged. So they're gonna, the Golden Knights are going to play. Let's see here. All right, let's go all the way back here. Let's go all the way back here. They had four days off, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So basically in an 18-day span, the Golden Knights will have played four hockey games. Yeah. Not, there you go. Not that, enough that, game the, time. That, that, that's, the, that's the circumstance. That's, that, that's the circumstance mm -hmm. right there. All right, coming up next, we do have our locks of the night and our predictions. Stay with us here on Lockdown Golden Knights. You could win big, folks. Okay, I thought Okay, I thought you were going to give a shout-out there for something. Uh, you could win big, folks, by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. It is the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports. You need to check it out. It is really cool. And you could win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. And you need just to pick out your favorite three players, uh, eight players, whatever it is. Who would you take this week to win 100 times your money? I'm going to say that Connor McDavid is going to go wild from this point forward. Uh, you could also play Fantasy NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, college football, and more on Sleeper. And again, you just need to... Uh, more or less go up against this system who will record more or less uh, than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus in a given game. You win 100 times your bet on sleeper, and to do so, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard us, VGK fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper. So start paying attention. Now your pick so that you could start winning big. Use the promo code Lockdown NHL. And you will get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Lockdown NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use. We are back on Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We appreciate you doing so. And make sure, again, on Fridays, it's WTF. Saturdays, the Chris and Chris Show. And it's that time of our show here. We're back. Oh, we're going to start doing locks. Locks of the night in our predictions on this it game. It says it so, on that side. It says it on the bottom. Bold I point. see it. It's right there. Thank you for putting it up there. I was looking at the napkin here. and Just, okay. 
so, so um, again, tonight, locks of the night. I am going to go with Marsha So, and I'm going to go with Barbashev. I mean, I can't stop with those two. Um, I think it's a high-scoring affair. I'm going to go 6-3 to three Edmonton. I'm going to take Edmonton in this game. And again, Edmonton, five games in hand, five points behind the VGK. The biggest question here is, do the Oilers pass the Golden Knights here post-All-Star break? Do they pass them? I think VGK... I mean, technically they're past them now by winning by points percentage. By points percentage, yes, I get all that. Well, we saw this act before again with the Kings. They had those point percentages in their favorite favor, and then they fell apart. Uh, but you have to wonder tonight if this is going to be the type of game that will live up to its hype as well. I think so. Looking at the sports books, uh, Golden Knights are not getting a lot of um, a lot of support right now. The Oilers have sixty percent of the support. Golden Knights got a nice little plus there. I'm going to go with how I started the show right there. I'm going to follow the. I'm going to go against the trend right now. I'm going to go against the public. I like the Golden Knights from that perspective by itself. Um, I think the Golden Knights are going to win this game by actually playing the Oilers game right now. Oilers are playing well defensively, and they have that goaltending happening. So I think uh, we see a little chameleon uh, job here by Bruce Cassidy, and he opens up the reins a little bit, and the Golden Knights are actually going to try and play this, make make this game a track meets. I really think the Golden Knights will try and win using the old formula to success for the Oilers. So I'm going 6-4 Golden Knights. I'm going two power play goals. We're going to continue with the Oilers formula two power play goals, and then uh, I wrote down 71 and 81. I think William Carlson will factor into this game, and Mark Sasso seems like a layup to factor, and if I was going to add another one to the list, I would have put Mark Stone on there, but not Brett Houghton, not 21. 61, not 21. Okay. Um, I also do think Brisson and Rempel could have a little fun tonight, too. We'll see. I think uh, Carlson, that guy that you mentioned, I think he will get some some numbers in tonight's game. A minus four. He'll be a minus four on the ice tonight. Mark it down. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Little Chris, not awake yet? No, too early. Not feeling well. He's we have, took him to the doctor yesterday. He got a little cough throat thing going on. He's questionable. All right, he's questionable for tonight's game. We'll see we him in three weeks. Then we appreciate yeah, everyone tuning day. in, especially our everydayers. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, don't forget Fridays, WTF Saturdays, the Chris and Chris Show, the YouTube exclusive. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Locked on Golden Knights. From a man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. Big showdown game tonight. Should be a lot of fun. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Golden Knights. And take care.